welcome to the second of the 1066 podcasts and this one is the one which is dealing with the competition for the throne in 1066. Uh, just to fill you in so that you remember, Edward the Confessor is very, very ill and he's on his deathbed at the beginning of January 1066 and there's no clear line of succession. There are four possible contenders and in the room we have uh, three people. We have the big furry Russian hat of destiny and this is basically like uh, Iron Chef. There's three history teachers in the room, only one can win. So if people would like to reach into the hat and randomly pick their contenders, let's see who we get. Ah. <laughs> There's a happy noise. Somebody's got... Uh, uh, Right, so while everybody just collects their thoughts and thinks about what they're going to do, uh, we'll just very quickly revise the ways in which inheritance works in Anglo-Saxon England. So first off, you have primogeniture. That's the blood link. That's the uh, oldest living male relative. And it can track backwards if necessary. It can go back up the family tree and across. Uh, that will become important later on when we start looking at some of the links outside of England. After primogeniture, you have the post-obitum, which is basically like a written will. It's a written testament saying, I want this person to succeed me after I'm gone. The key thing there is that the post-obitum is done before the fact. It is known well ahead of time that this person is the designated heir. The third way is the novissima verba, which is the deathbed bequest. I want this person to take over after I'm gone. Um, the problem with the deathbed bequest is that sometimes they're not the most reliable of things because there's a limited number of witnesses, and that's something that we'll probably discuss as we go on as well. Uh, finally, there's support from other political bodies, which of course in Anglo-Saxon England is the Witan, which is the earls and the bishops. Uh, and finally, never underlook this throughout the whole of the medieval period, there's just force of arms. Nice country, I'll take it. There's quite a few people do that frequently throughout this period. So, if we go through it in um, alphabetical order, yeah. so we have the four contenders, we've got Edgar the Etheling, we've got Harold Godwinson, we've got Harold Hardrada, and we have William of Normandy. So who has... Edgar the Etheling. That would be me. Okay, off you go then. Why should so, Edgar the Etheling be king? Edgar is the rightful heir. He was, he is uh, the grandson of Edmund Ironside. He is, um, he's groomed from a young age by uh, Edward mm -hmm. to become the king. And, um, and you, you, you can't, you can't argue with that. Can't he's argue he's that. summoned back. Yes. Specifically, you, yes. yeah. And you, I know the, the point will be that he is a young man, and mm -hmm. that is true. But he is, he, uh, without a doubt, he is, he is who Edward wanted as the the heir to the throne. He is bloodline that was there. Um, he's prepared. Maybe though, the timing would be wrong, mm -hmm. as uh, mm -hmm. Edward Edward dies before he is to complete his training. <laughs> you would call it that yeah. way. Sounds a bit Obi Wan Kenobi. It does, yeah. it? Um, do you yeah. want to? Or yeah, I, I, I think we've. You know, he's he's definitely. You can't deny the blood link. He's he's family. He's the closest living relative that Edward has got, and Edward wouldn't have asked him to come 
all the way back. back. To England. Yeah. And brought him into his court, mm-hmm. and the, the sources say that he was treated very much like an adopted son yeah. by yeah. Edward as well. Yeah. And I, I think you're a hundred percent right. I think this was the long term mm. ideal. Yeah. 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 Without a doubt. I mean, we can't prove it. But if you were to, you know, if you, the evidence would suggest, wouldn't it, that yeah. it's the long-term ideal. Edward was thinking, well, if I don't have children, this is probably the right person to succeed yeah. me, providing they are an adult at the time, because they will have the support of the Witan, they're English, yeah. and they have that blood link yeah, as well. Yeah, he had a small support from the Witan, right? Yes, yeah, he has, he has, he has quite a lot of support, because the primogeniture is yeah. there. He's, yeah. he's the next in line, in that yeah. sense. Yeah. And I suppose from Edward's point of view, if you if you picture it like a game of chess, a Game of Thrones, then it, Edgar is a blocking piece. Yeah, he's there to block the route of somebody else to the throne. I would suggest, yeah. and he's. I think Edward. Again, you're right. We don't know, but I would imagine that Edward uh, assumed that over time the Witan support would shift from somebody else yeah. to yeah. Edgar. Yeah. Um, but again, you're right. He's he's too young. He's 14. Yeah. He's yeah. he's just he's not ready. And yeah, and you know, you add into that the the instability that there has been yeah, in the country. Of course, Edward the Confessor hasn't been the most effective ruler. He's had rebellions against his rule by people who are very close to him, actually, yeah. the Godwins. Yeah. Um, and to rule England effectively, and I think if he's looking at, oh, I need this country to be stable once I'm gone then Edgar yeah, is not, not going to be the right person to do that. He's too young. He'd be easily influenced, probably by the people that he doesn't uh, want. Yes, very true. The Godwins, very true. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that Edgar would be strong enough, no. certainly uh, in the near future, to be yeah, able to stand against the influence uh, of the Godwins. So, so basically, Edward dies too soon for Edgar to be a yeah, generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, the other, the other thing which is he never actually names him heir. He has mm. plenty of opportunity to do it. He's been yes, back in the yeah. country for two years, yeah. I think. And, yeah, he never actually says, this is the guy. He could have put a post-orbitum there, which would have absolutely secured the the primogeniture, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that says a lot, doesn't it? Because there are other people who can mm. claim that that definitely has happened. So that goes against him. And mm. that brings us quite neatly, I suppose, onto the next guy, then, who can claim. Yeah. Which one are we going for? Hardrada? No. Or Godwinson. 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 Right, okay. Right, well, Harold Godwinson. Um, first of all, you have to remember who Harold Godwinson is. He's the most powerful earl mm-hmm. in the whole of England. Mm-hmm. He has already, in effect, done the job. He has uh, been the sub-regulus, yeah. deputy king. He has represented Edward on the battlefield on yes. numerous occasions. Yeah. He has the respect of the um, earls of England. He has support in the Witan as well. And um, he, okay, I know that he has had a troubled past with Edward, um, especially for his father, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that by 1066 has all been sorted out. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. deals have been done, Did the yeah. apologies have been made. He yeah. is, again, he is the Earl of Wessex, and he has the Novissima Verba, doesn't he? Where he, yeah. he says that, look, I've, I've done this job, I'm as close to the king as you can be. Um, my sister is married to the king, mm-hmm. and on his deathbed, the king has looked at me, Harold Godwinson, and he has realised that I am the right person to do this job. I'm English, I'm powerful. Yeah, the Anglo Saxon. Yeah, I am the choice of the Anglo Saxons at that moment in time. 
Yeah. And okay, you can't claim post obitum. I know that. But he does have Nivisima Verba. And you could, I suppose, in a sense, say that the subregulus is not far off being post obitum. It, it isn't, no. It's, it's a suggestion, isn't it? That, yeah. Like a recognition a that this person yeah, you've got the t- has been given the, the responsibility yeah. of, and the kingly power mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's been wielding that power, taking that responsibility for a considerable amount of time. And we know that he takes it seriously because of the whole thing with the Northern Earls. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, his father, Earl Godwin, would have always picked family over anything yeah. else, but Harold doesn't. You know? Know? He he supports the king, and he exiles his own brother. Yeah, Tosti. So I I think Harold Godwin said so he's a he's a much stronger claim to the throne not because you know I know Edgar's got the blood link but what Harold has got is he's got the power mm-hmm. he's got the respect he's got the authority and he's in the right place at the right time yeah and if if it had been to, down to the Witan just to elect a king which I know isn't how kingship works in the Middle <laughs> Ages but if they could have done this is the man they would have chosen I have no doubt about it he is the person they would have chosen to be king I was, I was just going to say, I I think we've got proof that they've already done that. Yeah, the yeah, simple, yeah, I just, I agree. The, the, the simple fact that uh, Edward dies on the 5th yeah. and Harold is crowned on the 6th. They've picked their man. Yeah. Yeah, and the bishops have, yeah, he's, yeah. It, this is a done deal long before, so he's very definitely the choice of the wit, Anne. Yeah. Yeah. You, the, you, you, oh, no, I was just going to comment on the dying words. The, the, yeah. the presence of who was there, his, his wife, who was involved in the, I command my wife and all my kingdom to mm-hmm. your care. So his wife, who is a relation, yeah. and yeah. Uh, a priest? Bishop. Bishop, yeah. that's it, who was present. So there, it is there, but there is scepticism yeah. on who... Uh, you, you, you can't be, prove it, can no, you? No, no, it's not it's, concrete. It's, it's, it's awfully convenient, yeah, certainly, for, nice. for Godwin's yeah. claim. Um, I think my, my, my issue... With Godwin's claim to the throne, yeah, but I don't know where you're going to come from. Really. <laughs> is he's a Godwin? He's a Godwin. He's he's a Godwin. He's he's untrustworthy. Yeah. He's uh, he he's proved time and time again he is not to be trusted. The entire family is not to be trusted. Banned from England. The sub yes, banned from England. The sub regulus position in 1960, I think, uh, in eight uh, in 1060. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, is less a recognition. Of Harold's power, I would suggest, than a recognition of Edward's weakness. Yeah, I think it's a recognition of the political reality that Edward isn't running his country anymore. Yeah, I I, I can't imagine that, given any sort of a choice, Edward would have chosen Harold Godwinson yeah. as his successor. Yeah. I, I, I have to agree. Even though I have argued for Harold, I think that is the truth. Harold Godwinson comes from a family who Edward despises mm. he yeah. blames them yeah. for the death of his brother yeah he blames them for the and rightly so for a lot of the instability of his own reign yeah, yeah. If, if he if <laughs> if he had the choice it wouldn't be a godwin so he probably did he want to marry his sister as well no, he, did. he didn't yeah. want to marry exactly you know this no. is part of the of the power game isn't yeah. it that the godwinsons yeah. are playing with edward yeah pulling strings yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. so i i yeah the I have severe doubts about that novissima verba, about the reliability, because the only source we've got for it is Edith herself. Yeah, people who are sympathetic yeah. to the Godwinsons. And as we said, they've already made their choice. Yeah. Edward could have said anything in that bedchamber, and they were still going to come out and say that he'd selected yeah. Harold. 
And don't forget as well that previously to this, Harold is claimed had supported someone else, but we'll come to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But of course, we have somebody else to talk about next, which is the surprise outside claimant to the throne. (laughs) Yes, Mr. Hadrada. So he, uh, Magnus's son. Mm -hmm. So he has the support of Tostig from from the north. True. And his agreement between the father and the Danish ruler of England. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Hadrada is. He is an outsider. But it's, it's, it's there. I think the, the, the link to Magnus, again, is similar to um, uh, Edgar. He's got that bloodline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a, a link through to Canute there. there. You can, yeah. so you yeah, can yeah. say that. There is a blood link, so the rules of primogeniture do put him in contention. Yeah. Yeah. I think Padrada <laughs> would, would have uh, believed and, it as well. Mm-hmm. And if you want a king who's going to be in the instability of the country, he's going to rule, and he's going to uh, uh, rule with his... Iron fist. <laughs> Hadrad is your man. He's he's proven he's a raider. He's a fighter. He's well, not only that. He's proven he's a successful, successful king. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know. Um, yeah. All of, all of that is absolutely true. He's one of the most feared warriors in Europe. He certainly got mm-hmm. the ability yeah. to take the throne should he need to. And there is that long history, isn't there, of um, Danish rule in the north? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of yeah. support in the north. And the Tosti got there as well. He's a yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, I think we, if we talk about the, the links to the crown of England as well, uh, Canute was, you know, he was the great, is what they called him at the time. He was mm-hmm. a king of of Scandinavia as well as England, and Hardrada is looking to sort of emulate that legacy. And recreate this Anglo-Scandinavian kingdom, yeah. and he sees himself as the rightful heir to it because he claims that his father was promised, was it promised by, half it by half a canoe, yeah. um, who was obviously the legitimate son of a king of England. Yeah. Um, there is an issue with it though because there was a deal done, wasn't there? If we talk about half a canoe um, and Harold Harefoot. Yeah, um, there was a deal done between Emma of Normandy, yeah, who was the mother of, of Arthur Canut, yeah, and also the mother of Edward the Confessor and Alfred, yeah. And the deal was supposed to be that after Canute, it would pass to Arthur Canute, yeah, and then in, if he died, it would pass to the Anglo-Saxon children, mm. and Harold Harefoot, the son from an elder, yeah, marriage would be cut out. Yeah, it didn't quite work like that. But what I'm suggesting is that the claim that Hardrada is making is a false claim. I, I would yeah. suggest that I, I find yeah. it difficult to believe that Hathcanute is going yeah. to promise the throne of England to some bloke called Magnus <laughs> as opposed to his <laughs> half-brother yeah. who has come and helped him yeah. take the throne back. Yeah. And they, they live together. Yeah. Edward joins yeah. his court. Was, was his they, they supporter. Are, yeah. You know, it's... It, yeah, yeah you are. The, the claim is. It, I mean, it, it could suggest it's a real claim, but uh, I, it, it's just very, very unlikely. All the evidence. It's a loose, that, a loose claim. I, I think. I think he's a chancer. Yeah. I think. I think he's just seeing an opportunity to enlarge his kingdom, to recreate that empire, mm. and and the power of that trade across the North Sea. If you can, if you can control yeah, both sides yeah, of that, yeah, imagine that. That's the, that's phenomenal. It's a prize worth fighting for, isn't Definitely. it? Definitely, it's worth Definitely. having a go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's it's surprising. This is kind of borrowing a little from the future. It's surprising the way he goes about it because you would imagine that there would be some support 
in the north for him. Mm. But the fact that he treats it like a gigantic raiding expedition yeah. suggests that maybe he's not that serious about staying forever. Yeah, it's if you look at what happened at Stanford mm. Bridge, yeah. when he's, he's waiting there with his army and they don't have their armour with them, yeah. half them because they've been because told looting. to leave yeah. it so you can carry more loot and yeah. booty. Yeah, you know, so, opportunist. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's not... Yeah, he's, right, he's got the wrong attitude. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. Um, well, speaking yeah. of people who have the right attitude, then let's turn our attention down south yeah. to uh, Duke William of Normandy, known not to his face but by most people as William the Bastard. Yeah. Um, so, quick bit of background: William is related to um, the throne of England. He's related to Edward the Confessor through Emma uh, of Normandy, who is his great-aunt and Edward's mother. Uh, Duke William has been fighting since he was seven. He's proven himself to be talented, organised, ruthless when necessary, firm but fair, and with a very nice set of moustaches by all accounts. He believes that he has a blood link to the throne, but that's not, I think, the driving reason for his claim. I think the driving reason for his claim comes from two things. First off, he says that Edward promised him the throne in 1051. And I absolutely believe that to be the case, because in 1051, uh, Edward needs William's help against the Godwins. That's when the Godwins are revolting. And I can honestly believe that he's gone to his old friend that he grew up with in Normandy. He said, help me. And in return, Mm. you can have the throne after me. Because it's not. It's exactly the same deal that Harthur came up, made with Edward. Yeah. It's the same deal. Yeah, there there is form, isn't there, in this. And they were genuinely close as well. Yes, they were. They they, they visited each other a lot. Yeah. Um, And then... If we if we move on a bit further, there's also you were talking earlier about um, Sir Regulus and yeah. about uh, Harold Godwin's and acting on the behalf of King Edward, mm. and we know that he was sent to have conversations with William a few times, yeah. and on one of those conversations, 1064, according to Edward, uh, sorry, according to, to William, William, William. Um, Harold swore an oath of fealty, an oath of obedience to William, and swore to support William's claim for the throne. Mm. Now that, I think, as far as William is concerned, is an absolute open and shut case. I think, as far as he's concerned, that's it, it's him. And he's basically, he's doing the medieval equivalent of waiting by the phone. I think he honestly believes that, come January, when he hears that uh, Edward is ill, Mm. I think he's just waiting for the call. He thinks he's going to get an invitation and come across and just take the throne. I reckon you're completely right because the way he reacts when he hears that the throne has been taken by Godwinson mm-hmm. is straight away he gets on preparing for an invasion yeah. because it's been stolen. It's his, this yeah. is yeah. his. It's his it birthright. Yeah. He's been promised it. Yeah. Um, he is the legitimate heir yeah. to the throne of England as and, far as he's concerned. And his reaction, I think, goes towards that thing about having the right attitude mm. because... Um, he's angry. I think that's pretty clear. He is actually enraged. He is. And 
anybody else would have basically flipped the table and gone in vain all the rest of it but he doesn't he actually sits and he puts all his all his yeah. ducks in a row he get makes sure he's secured Normandy and made sure it's safe from Anjou he gets the assistance of the papal banner by sending his personal yeah. um, his personal religious advisor to the Pope he he spends ages building the boats he thinks about what he's going to take mm. he recruits people and he plans it meticulously He's a professional. I think that's the thing that always gets me. Yeah. Harold yeah. is a gifted amateur, and Williams yeah, Williams yeah, is a yeah. professional. Yeah, yeah. You but can't deny that. I mean, yeah. Before we get completely run away with William, though, don't forget though that he is a Norman. He's not yes, English. Not, Absolutely, no. he has no support no. from within England. No, so, doesn't even speak the language. Yeah, so you know. It's all very well if you, I mean, if you look at it from a perspective of the high and mighty making these deals, then William was the one who yeah. it appears was promised the throne. But in the cold reality, yeah, ten sixty six on that day when yeah. Confessor dies, yeah, the town is simply just no, yeah. Never yeah. Aware William it. isn't in the. I mean, they know, yeah. know he's there, but yeah. it's, he's not. He's never going to be no. He's never going to be the choice. No. It was always going to be Godwinson. Um, and that, that's why it, it ends up, and the decisions in, made. Yeah, in the, the disaster of ten sixty six. I think I think one of the one of the things to remember as well about William's response is you have to think it happened so fast. He's going to get the messages at the same time. Mm. He wouldn't have got two separate messages. He would mm. have got a single messenger who arrived and said. Yeah. Edith the Confessor has died, died and Harold Goldwyn has taken the throne. Stolen the throne. Yeah, yeah stolen. That's exactly yeah. what he'd seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but. I honestly don't think the Witan would have seen it that way. I think the Witan yeah. believe that it's been to- totally legitimate and it's yeah. exactly how it should be. There's the Novissum Berber, there's the uh, the Subregulus, there's all the other bits and pieces. I think as far as everybody in England is concerned, with possible yeah. exception of Edgar, but yeah. we don't know exactly how no. he feels about the situation. No. But I think as far as everybody's in England, the right thing has happened. Yes. And it's only it's only William who's annoyed... Which raises a question, and I don't know the answer to this one. Mm-hmm. It depends what you guys think. Do you think Herodrada was legitimately angry about what had happened, or it was just an excuse? Uh, I mean, the more I think about it, I, I, I am defending him, but I do feel, as we had all the evidence earlier, it was a bit of a opportunity to get something out of nothing. Mm. He was able to go across, and it was like, like you said... Mm. Don't carry as much armor so you can carry more back. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. is a raider after all, yeah. and he's a raider of England. Yeah, so. and he's coming from a culture which is, you know, the, the history of the interaction between the English and the Vikings. The Vikings is and that each other relationship, yeah. isn't it, of raid and, uh, yeah, and warfare? Yeah. But uh, I I don't, it's really di- it's hard. Yeah, yeah. We, we can never ever say for sure what hard driver felt I mean the idea I mean I when we look at it you know as historians the claim is it's very flimsy yeah yeah but people made claims like that all the time didn't they well people got thrones on a lot less (laughs) without doubt he has got the bloodline that's interesting so if we wrap up then yep we'll go around the circle Mm -hmm. okay Who's going to go for who? So, is there anybody who thinks that Edgar's the guy who should have got it? No, I don't think so. I, I think it, it might have been one or two people that would have, you know, who maybe very loyal to the crown, 
uh, respected traditions of you know mm. the royal sort of holy blood that kind of stuff they may have argued for it but I don't think they would have been upset too much yeah. if he didn't <clears throat> become the king because there was someone else who was acceptable to him yeah, yeah I agree he um, he's too young yeah. a few more years and he would have been uh, he would have been. It would have been a different I'll, story. But. I'll just. I'll just point out that William was able to do things when he was that age. I'm just. <laughs> just throwing that in there. Um, <laughs> uh, is there anybody then who thinks that Harold Godwinson is the guy uh, that it was right and proper that he got it? I would say, if I was alive in 1066, yeah, and I was an Englishman, I was an Anglo-Saxon. I, I, yeah. I, I would say, yeah, yeah, that's the man. He's the guy who should be the king. He's got everything He's been that doing we need. It. Yeah, he, he, will, he will make a great king. Mm. Yeah. And the, the, the thing to remember there as well, it's just worth pointing this out, is that not only does Godwin have the support in the south, where the Godwin lands have always been, mm. uh, but he also, because of what he did when he went north and dealt with the yeah. rebellion, He's he got secured the, loyalty. the yeah. loyalty of Morcar and Edwin up, yeah. in, up in the north as well. Yeah. So I think you're right. I, mm. I think you'll be hard-pressed to find anybody, with the possible exception of Tostig, yeah. who is unhappy yeah, yeah, yeah. with what happens Raging. there. Yeah. So what about, is, is there anybody going to take a punt on the outsider and go for um, and go for Hadrada and say that Hadrada should I, have had it? I can't. I really, I wish I could, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I respect his opportunism, but I yeah. can't. I there, just, there, is, there is a certain, there, there is a certain likeability in is, that just, attitude of just, <laughs> well, there may have been isolated pockets in the old Dane law where there were people who were of Viking stock mm. who may have quite been interested in the idea of a, of a Viking mm. king mm. but it's impossible to say just how widespread that kind of support yeah, would have been. Yeah, I think widespread is too yeah, nice a word yeah. for it. So Duke William of Normandy then? I, I think yeah. Duke William of Normandy yeah. honestly, genuinely believes it should be him I, I think that there's no opportunism here it is simply oh obviously there's opportunism because yeah. England is a, is a prize worth having but I, I, I believe that his his feeling of being robbed is genuine yeah and I think if Edward if you'd said to Edward right yeah you can choose whoever yeah. you want to be king and there'll be no problem. No consequences. Yes. I think he would have gone for yeah. William. Because he was, he was raised in Normandy and in a lot of ways he acted and believed and, mm. and they're both equally devout. That's the other thing. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, William has his own personal spiritual advisor. Edward spends more time looking to the heavens than thinking about yeah. what's going on in Earth, on Earth. So I think they've got a lot in common. I think you're right. Yeah. I think, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to argue against William. He was, yeah, yeah, he was very ready for but it. But it just simply wasn't acceptable to the English. No, because, no, because he, he was Norman. Yeah, that's what simply, it comes down to. Could, yeah. yeah, an English king that is Norman is just yeah. absurd. Okay. So, what you need to do is you need to remember all of that stuff, all those different competing reasons, and remember that in the exam it could come at it from any direction. It could be uh, which ha who had the strongest claim. It could be describe the strengths or weaknesses of one of the claims it could be compare the claims of two of the people it could ask you to talk about the methods of inheritance just think about how you can come at this topic of these four people who all want the throne from the different angles and just get the relative strengths and weaknesses clear in your head i think that's it isn't it that's it yeah okay. oh, lovely well thank you very much for listening good luck in your exams <laughs>